0: All right, all right. You know what time it is. You are rocking with impartation strategist, Renee Ambush, and we are about to get out the box. And today's topic is talking about the hero absent parent. And we've got a special guest today, Coach Cameron Johnson. Um, I haven't even really vetted him or talked to him a whole lot, but I got a chance to just get a little bit of his insight and where he's coming from in reference to being a coach and an educator and understanding and just talking about that absent parent that is looked at as a hero. See, I'm going to be coming from a parent's perspective from one angle, right? Because here it is. I've been a single mom. I've been a married mom. And then I've been a single mom again. And it's that parent that's not there. And I wanna clarify, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be the missing father. Notice I said the hero absent parent, because see, we've got some mothers that have, that are, that's gone ghost and gone missing as well. So it's not just men that are not in the pictures of their family. There are also some females that are not in their families as well. And that child doesn't understand what's going on. And when that, that absent parent is not around, we do damage or they do damage to those children. They take away their self-esteem. They take away their self-worth. They bring upon abandonment issues and the crazy part about it is they bring upon an imagination that this absent parent is actually the hero and sometimes that absent parent comes in and checks in every every now and then they check in with a check you know a couple dollars here and there a couple little vacations here and there a couple you know saying pants for school or you know what i'm saying or you know a new pair of tennis or something like that and that child thinks that that parent is the superhero, like, oh my goodness, this is the person that's going to save me from this parent that's there all the time, that they don't know is sacrificing, busting their tail, going through all sorts of, financial emotional spiritual mental physical issues to make sure that child has but that that child looks at that person as my goodness they're the disciplinary so they get on my nerves they set boundaries and goals I don't like that they that parent that's fussing they that parent that I I went through a whole lot of drama with so I'm just gonna look at this other parent and I'm gonna see that they're the hero And sadly enough, because see, I've been through this, this out the box, y'all, this real talk. I told you I'm transparent and I'm vulnerable. That's the reason why I have this thing in order for people to understand I made it through, I can overcome, and I'm willing to do the work and have done the work and I'll do the work with you. I've gone through this three times, y'all. I've got three children. And each time it was all the more devastating to have my children realized that I wasn't the bad parent, that I was the parent that loved them. And when they went to that superhero who they thought, and they realized that they was a mere man as well, and they got hurt and had to come back and say, you know what, Ma, I want to thank you. But it took a long time for them to come back because they have to realize that stuff, but it actually hurts. But there you go. There you have it. So we've got Coach Cameron Johnson, and I am so excited to have you here, sir. Are you excited to be here? <laughs> That's
1: fine. Listen, I got no choice. Now you that intro was, was wonderful. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, okay, we in the pulpit now. We vibing. I just, whew, yeah, just keep keep preaching. I'm yeah. pass the
0: collection plate.
1: Pass it, pass it over. I'm waiting for the choir to come out after yes. that. What a what a wonderful, oof, what a wonderful beginning. Like now now I'm awake. It's 10 o'clock where I'm at, but you know, now I'm awake. Now I'm ready to go. I know I'm ready that's to go. Right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you Absolutely. for having me. I appreciate it.
0: I'm just excited that you're here. Like I said, you know, speaking from the parent's perspective, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you're coming, like I said, from the educator and the coach to these children. So first and foremost, yeah. tell us just a little bit about yourself, you know?
1: Oh, sure. No problem. So I am a, and I had to count, y'all. Hold on now. I had to count. If we had a real talk, we out the box. Because I didn't realize it. But yeah, I am a 10 year teacher and uh, I did I actually did eight years of the uh, division two uh, basketball coaching. I've uh, been an athletic director for five years. I've taught second grade, kindergarten. I've done professional development for block building. Uh, I've built athletic programs. Uh, but you know, also one of my biggest titles, I like to call myself the villager. I know that. The villager, the villager is the the person that helps to raise all these fine young men and women, and you know, it's the village is important. So I'm a villager. I got to do my part like everyone else is. I just happen to have the teacher label or the coach label, but I'm just the villager with some Uh, other labels on top of it. That's Uh, important
0: that you said that because it does mm -hmm. take a village. And I I figure with what you just said, as far as your background, that gives you the expertise because that means that you have been around a number of children and and, and the age groups that you just said, especially the younger ones, right? Grabbing them early on before they even get to adolescence for, you know, in that time that they're in that development, talking about who they are, who am I, what am I about? What am I supposed to do? You know, where do I fit in? Like getting them that early, you know, is a major, a major um, input with being helping in that village so that's that's amazing and I thank you for being that type of person and being around them and like you said knowing the importance of being a villager and actually pouring into these kids that do some of them have absent parents you know like you said yeah. you, you've been around them so like what 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 have you seen with these children like um that you know that that you know have had absent parents what type of children do you see them to be or or what kind of situations do you see them in? um, with, 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 not having that other parent around.
1: Wow. So, and I, you know, and I'm going to pull, I'm like a spider web. So I'm going to pull from different, you know, avenues and different, you know, different perspectives, but it all, it always comes together. So, you know, the, the first thing that always comes to my mind is I had a young man who was on my team. He played very well. Uh, and this was like, this is middle school age. I'm talking about sixth, seventh grade and, you know, the third quarter, he's rocking, he's playing well. And then he kind of pulls on my shirt. He goes, hey, coach, I have to go because I have to, uh, I got to go to my dad's house. I'm like, okay, you can go to your dad's house after the game. He's like, no, I got to go now because I have to be at the precinct at a certain time. And you just kind of saw him, you know, his body language change, his whole mood change and how it affected him because he was actually waiting for his dad to come and pick him up Mm. from the school. And then now all of a sudden this new exchange was going on. And he was very, very disappointed. And then over time, like every every other Friday, he would just be down and out, ready to leave. He had to leave practice early, leave his mom early. And, uh, you know, when his dad came came to pick him up, he kind of just stood at the door with the bag that was like, come, come on, let's go. You know, and and when he came back on Monday, he was very drawn out. It's almost, um, how do you want to say? Somebody recovering from... You know,
0: Almost like maybe having had a withdrawal I, over the weekend or yeah, something. Yes, okay. yes, so yes. Yeah. Like
1: he, he's going into recovery. He's got to like regroup himself, regather himself. And he the, the kid wasn't himself until Wednesday. By the mm. time he's done, by the time he's detoxed from everything that has happened in the household, because you know, in, in in certain in certain uh, households, you know, you you may raise your child different than hmm. your significant other, your ex significant other. So as you were talking about in your in your in your monologue about how, you know, you set the rules, you set the boundaries, right? You're the bad parent because you're making them wash the dishes or take the garbage out. But then as soon as they go to the other house, it's okay, you're here now. All right, I'll see you later. I'm going out with my girlfriend. Hmm. So
0: Listen, you don't know what you just said. <laughs> when I tell you this out the box and I'm, I'm transparent, I'm in real time. I got a 17 year old right now. Uh-huh. Dad hasn't been in her life the whole time, but he splurged yeah. every now and then sent a hundred here, mm-hmm. drop a pair of tennis here, drop $50 mm-hmm. in a cash app here. And, mm-hmm. you know, throughout my whole parenting and everything, you know, I've been through a lot. I parented through, and this is another topic, but we ain't going to go on it, you know, here, y'all going to have to catch that one. I parented through mental health. And when I say mental health, I mean, you know, I've had PTSD, you know, having been yeah. abused and molested for 10 years straight, having to have abortions at 14, having to be kicked out and, you know, deal with my own and all that stuff at 15, trying to navigate life as a 15-year-old. Before I even got diagnosed, this was like a whole lot of stress, right? So now I got to bake my first baby, seven 17, 18. Daddy, he there you know what I'm saying for a little bit but at the same token I'm raising these kids so by the time the second and third child came I'm like look I'm dealing with teenagers I'm dealing with baby daddies I'm dealing with the court system I'm dealing with the jobs you know what I'm saying so all of my decisions was always in the best interest of my children but they children so they don't know the decisions so when daddy come along and like hey come on you know we're going to the beach for the summer we going to you know we're going to take this road trip we're going to do this it's like yeah this is what I'm this what's up like I'm going so even right now it's like after 17 years of not being there physically, never been to a doctor's appointment, don't know her eye prescription, ain't never been to the school, ain't never been to a graduation, ain't never been to a doctor's appointment, wasn't there when she was being bullied, none of that stuff. And because I was in domestic violent relationships and having to move this and another at this point my baby like, okay, I'm out. I can't take this. My father, like I'm grown. I'm 17. So I'm a roll out with him. He, he, he promising me and telling me, and the hurtful thing is you see him as a hero, but you can't see that in 17 years, he's never introduced himself to you as an individual. And I know, I know your favorite color. I know what you like to eat. I've sacrificed, you know, things to make sure that you have. And now Here he comes to save the day. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like I said, this real time, that's something that touches me because I'm like, wow, you can't see this. So like I said, from my perspective, it's like, so when I send that child or when that child comes to you and comes to school, now you're seeing, like you said, the withdrawals from this individual because they toss to and fro. Their superhero may not really be that superhero or their superhero may be a superhero. But like you said, now they're tossed and driven between two households
1: often driven between two households they themselves are stressed out because they they, listen we think we think kids don't know they do know Mm -hmm. they just can't put words to it so when you can't put words to something what do you do you act out yes okay you act out because you can't put words to your emotion. You can't put words to your family. So acting out might be withdrawal. I'm going to go high in the corner. Acting out might be when I get back to school, I'm going to slap somebody in the back of the head.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. But you don't you don't know what's going on. OK, so as a teacher, my job is not to punish, right, not to be punitive, but to go, OK, why'd you do that? Mm hmm. Okay, because you're not just gonna run around and start slapping people in the back of their heads and flipping over tables. And what happened? Mm-hmm. I miss my mommy. I miss my daddy. I didn't see it. And that's me. That's my kindergarten. If everybody wanna know, that's my kindergarten second grade vibe right there. But yeah. you know, but you hear it, you know. Absolutely. And it's like I did. I I was with my dad, and but I miss my mom. And it went. Oh, I've heard this one. I was with my dad, I missed my mom and they wouldn't let me call. Ooh. Ooh.
0: So, so Ooh. the effects of this absent parent or this, parent, mm-hmm. this, this absent parent, as you just said, affects the psychological and the emotional yes. aspect of this child, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, I, and I do, I wanna, I wanna say, Cameron, that, Coach Cameron, that it's not even just being absent physically. I'm raising my granddaughter because my son passed away. So the fact of the matter is her mom is kind of out there still in the streets. I adopted her and her dad is not there. So in her head, like you said, she's seven in her head. Sometimes her mommy takes her to the park in her head, right? Because they have to create this, create this character of this missing person or create a, a, a character or in their head, make it make sense for that other parent that either is never around or is only around sometimes, they've got to make that make sense. So we don't know that we're damaging. Like you said, they know what's going on, but may not be able to articulate it. So now they have behaviors. And sadly enough, I was an educator as well. And I always said, behind every behavior is a core reason. And we have to deal with the core reason. Let's not always just jump on the behavior because the behavior is an outward action of what's going on on the inside and sometimes coach cameron is because it's that absent parent
1: yeah it's that, that absence so the kids sit there and then they make up this character of who this parent who they believe this parent is or how this parent should be mm-hmm. and then as they get older naturally that parent is the complete opposite of the present parent yes because this other parent is going to give them everything that they want so you mm-hmm. you call them the hero absent parent? We, I call them the Disney parent.
0: I hear that. <laughs>
1: right, I call them the Disney parent. Right, they make up when they do see them, they pull them out. They they take them all these fabulous places. Uh, they do everything in one shot. They buy all these expensive gifts. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you sitting there stressed out. You like, oh, I'm so happy that you bought this child this new gaming system or the computer. But where were you when he needed sneakers? Where were you? When he wanted Chinese food, where were you when he needed lunch every day? You wasn't there. Well, I'm sitting here grinding, struggling, trying to do all of this stuff. Absolutely. And and it's funny
0: that you said that because I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like you said, you buy that game. Listen, that was something I couldn't afford. So that's good. But did you know that the game may now be a distractor for them being able to do their studies, which then is Mm -hmm. going to cause conflict in my home because I'm going to discipline them and make them have to be in a position where they got to do their studies. So now what you've just done, which, Mm -hmm. you know, sadly enough, that's what I've gone through. Now, what you've just done is disrupt all of what I've been trying to do to build this individual and shape them into a productive person so that by the time they leave me, they're able to make it out here in this cold world. But you, you know, but you, like you said, you buy the gifts or cell phone and all that without even having the conversation with knowing that child to see what it is that you need from me. And then sadly enough, I want you, I want to ask you about this, understanding how that absent parent has to find maturity and or communication skills or intellectual skills to actually communicate with that present parent to see how I can be supportive. Oh,
1: listen, listen. And, you know, I I had written some notes down, and that's the one word that kept coming up, communication, communication, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, obviously, there's multiple situations where you're not going to be able to communicate or you can't Mm -hmm. communicate, whether it be abuse, distance, lack of lacking, Mm -hmm. right? You understand what I'm saying? But if you're in that position to actually communicate with each other, you have to. Hmm. You have to, for the sake of your child. I'm not telling nobody that you got to come back together and be together and, you know, roses are red, violets are blue. It doesn't, the world doesn't don't
0: work. Don't talk like to that. me. I don't talk to you, Cy. You Go don't ahead. talk to me. I
1: talk to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't, but it doesn't work like that. But your child. Yes. Your child has to see a unified front. Yes. Regardless of what's going on between the two of you, they have to see a unified front. Absolutely. Because they have to believe that even though it's not perfect things can still work see we tend we, we tend to for the kid they've built this picture of what mommy and daddy's supposed to be or they see their friends you know they go to their friend's house and mm-hmm. then their parents are together having a good time giggling doing the tiktok dances and all types of stuff and then they go home mama's not home because mom has to work double mm-hmm. triple shift. dad's not home because he has to work a double, triple shift, right? And you home by yourself, but you don't understand that. And so how come my parents can't be together? It must be me. It is Ooh. It is not you. <clears throat> it is not you. It has nothing to do with you, and it should have everything to do about you. Hopefully I said that right. Hopefully mm-hmm. that made a little bit of sense, if everybody can judge what I'm saying. But if we make it about the child, you have to find that middle ground of communication Right, Mm -hmm. or even give that a parent. So, on the drop off, hey, uh, John had a rough time in school, they would, you know, they slapped the boy in the back of the head. Well, John, why'd you slap the boy in the back of the head? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right, and Mm then, and because, but listen, I've seen this one too. Now, look, scenario that's what being a teacher, right? You get to sit there and go watch all the scenarios happen. You go to one parent and tell them one thing, you go to the other parent and tell them another thing, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if there's no level of communication right? Mm -hmm. The child has developed two two parts of themselves so they can Mm -hmm. interact with each parent, Mm -hmm. right? Causing Mm -hmm. stress within the child because the child child does not know self because the child feels there's two of them because there are two parents. Mm -hmm. So then when the parents communicate, instead of trying to find middle ground, they're arguing because, well, he said this, instead of saying, wait a minute, you told your mother that you didn't slap him And that you walked away, and the Mm -hmm. mother go, no, no, no. He admitted to slapping him. Oh, so I thought you handled the situation. Oh, so let's handle the situation right now in front of you. Listen, Mm -hmm, you're not mm -hmm. supposed to slap. But then now the kids all stressed out because now they got two parents with rules and regulations on their back. Mm -hmm. But now the child knows there's a united front. Absolutely. And now the child knows and understands that they don't have to be two people in order to in order to satisfy their parents.
0: Absolutely. You know what?
1: Therefore relieving that stress from them.
0: And 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 That's you the, are absolutely right. And you know what mm-hmm. we're going to do? We're going to go here and take a commercial break right here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to pause for the cause and we're going to come back. And I think we should pick it up right there and how we can actually make a difference and help and give some solutions creative you know, creatively as to mm-hmm. how we can make that absent parent um still become a hero if they want to be a hero.
1: Hey, what's up, fellas? If you're looking for healthy, thought-provoking conversations on a variety of topics dealing with life issues, be a transparent, open dialogue for men who need a dose of honest, engaging, and heartfelt discussions. Tune in to Inside the Armor, every Mondays at 8 a.m. Hosted by Joe, Russ, and yours truly, Boone. We would love to have you vibe with us as we talk about our trials and our triumphs our messes, and our successes. Join us for Inside the Armor Mondays at 8 a.m. Iron Sharpening Iron, one podcast at a time.
0: Are you living a good life, but still don't feel like you're living in your purpose and passion? Are there obstacles preventing you from living your best self? I am impartation strategist, Renee Ambush. I'm a licensed ordained minister with over 25 plus years of behavioral and mental health therapy and coaching. I've done the work and I'm doing the work. Why? Why? You can book your free consultation with me at www.rebirthofrenee.com or simply send me an email at outtheboxproductions7 at gmail.com. I want to see and help you win. So Coach Cameron, you were, we were talking about like how we can kind of make this work, how we can be creative in making that hero parent still be the hero if that's what they want to be. But a real hero is able to take their cape off. They're able to get in the grind. They're able to make the adjustments for the greater good of for the greater cause. So yeah, um, let me let me let me ask you, you know, from mm-hmm. the educator standpoint, from from the coach, and I think you shared with me even from you know having being a bonus dad. Get get yeah. what, what would you think some strategies are um, that would work for making that absent parent included and they can still be a hero see i try to find the, the silver lining and keep the positive how can we make that 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 absent parent still a hero but a hero in a sense where it's everybody in that situation that's the winner
1: i, I was thinking about this and i came up with a few things and you know and i always like to bounce ideas off with you too let's mm-hmm. see let's see if you can drive with it but mm-hmm. um first thing and Right now, my perspective is because I'm working with I currently work with middle school kids now. So that's where my my thought process is uh, lean on. So the first thing is this. Send a good morning text. Mm -hmm. You ain't got to say nothing else. Say Mm -hmm. good morning. Have a good day. Already you've become visible. Mm -hmm. Already you've shown your your child that you're around, you're visible. I mean, I'm grown. And my dad still sends me good morning text and I look for it. Mm. So I know if you know, as a grown-up, I feel amazing. So imagine, you know, having a cell phone and my dad texts me, or my mom texts me, good morning, have a good day. Or good morning and throw a little quote, you know, just to start that day. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, the middle school kid is gonna roll their eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But right? The middle school kid is gonna roll their eyes, the high school kid is gonna roll their eyes but they know that they've been thought about okay. and the line of communication is open. Mm-hmm. That's one. Okay. Two, another thing, they got these, they got these games. That, uh, you ever play Words with Friends on the That's phone? That's
0: my favorite game. <laughs> okay.
1: So start a start a word word with friend game with your child on the phone. Just start one. Mm-hmm. Put put the letters in. When you're able to put the little letter in, you put the letters in. So now you're not around, but you're involved with them, Mm -hmm. right? You're doing something with them. It's a form of checking in. Because if you don't see something after a while, like, hey, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Oh, I was doing such and such, such and such, right? So you leave that line of communication open. Then it's, oh, how was your day? Oh, oh, it was fine. Well, you know, the middle school kid, they're going to tell you it's fine. Oh, it was fine. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and don't accept that answer all the time because it's not fine. Middle school kids are social emotional messes, but that's a whole other podcast. But but that line of communication is open. And all this technology, FaceTime once in a while. If you FaceTime twice a week, FaceTime Mm -hmm. twice a week, Mm
0: -hmm. WhatsApp
1: twice a week, whatever the Google form of Google FaceTime, whatever it is. I'm spoiled. I have an iPhone, but you know, (laughs) FaceTime. (laughs) Everybody knows what FaceTime is. And you say, you ask, you set a, you set aside two or three questions. How was your day? Give me a glow about what's going on with this week. Give me a growth. Give me something you're working on this week. And what have we done? We've opened the lines of communication. Everybody sees everybody see the common theme that I'm having here, right? Mm-hmm, Opening mm-hmm. that line of communication, being visible, being involved. Um, and then also. You're sharing those messages with the other. Like, listen, I was on the phone and this is what they was talking about. Is this the same story you got? Mm-hmm. Great. This is not the same story you got? Okay, then we need to meet in the middle and see what's going on. And then now I've opened the line of communication with you. You've opened the line of communication with your ex, right? And mm-hmm. it's not, it had nothing to do with what's going on between the two of you. It has become about your child. So then now you have a record, right? Mm-hmm. A record of mm-hmm. communication, right? Then when you see the child, oh, like I said in the story before, you said this, but then told your father, your mom, this, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, I felt, okay, now you felt what? Then as they get older, this is a hard part. As you get older, you're going to have to explain yourself of why. Of why, mm. right? The why, You've got to be ready to have that conversation. It is a mm-hmm. hard, mm-hmm. it's, it's a hard conversation to have. It's going to be a hard conversation to have, but you have to prepare yourself if you want to be involved, right? If you want to be the hero, take your cape off and sit next to your child, mm-hmm. because yep. if you give them insight, you give them insight about you. They start to understand themselves better like their little quarks. Now Why now Coach Cameron,
0: this? I would uh, have to dead. say this. I would mm-hmm. have to say this with that one though. Um
1: dead.
0: because like you said. I don't think my children knew what I went through. And I wrote a book, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wrote, I did write a book. And I, I, I was mm-hmm. like, listen, my daughter kept telling me, I want to read your book. I want to read your book. And she started like in like maybe middle school. I want to read your book. I want to read your book. And I was like, no, you're not ready to read my book yet. Because again, we also have to give those children what they want. I mean, what they need or what they can handle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one, according to their de- developmental mm-hmm. self and then mm-hmm. their mature self. So Absolutely. I knew that at middle school she couldn't handle reading a book about all the things that I went through because it would it wouldn't she wouldn't be able to process it in a way where she could see the outcome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And like you said, still dealing with some other things, you know, I didn't, I just didn't think it was the time, but like you said, having to assess your children, which means you would have to know your child to go, okay, wait, I can give them this information right now. I can't give them that information right now. And this is always my tester. When a child starts asking why they're ready, if you're forcing the information on them, let me tell you this. And they're like, huh, you know, but when they're like, well, why did this happen? they're curious. Now you're at an age where you want to know this information. So you're going to retain that information because now you're inquiring about it.
1: Absolutely, And I, I 100% agree. Like a lot of what I was thinking about is like, you know, formulating the perfect situation. Obviously there's outside factors, obviously there's comfort levels. And, you know, as you said, a child may not be ready to hear you know, the mess, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, child mm-hmm. may not be a mess. And that's up to you as a parent, right. To make that assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but I'll back on that. hundred percent agree. I got no problem with that. You know, yeah, but it's good. very
0: much necessary because like you said mm-hmm. early on that, that absent parent does a number to that child because abandonment is the root issue and root cause of a okay. lot of mental health challenges. And we don't realize we don't we don't equate that, you know, Um, when we look at the child who's dealing with abandonment. Right. We're dealing with a a child who now uh, has a self-perception, like you said, thinking it's their fault or have a self-perception of negativity or they never measure up. Or you said something really you you said something key. And I want to go back there for a second, because honestly, man, you was in my closet. You was in my house. You was peeping through my window. The fact of the matter is having those kids that go to their friend's house. And they've got two parents. And like you said, they come back home and you've got a note, warm up your dinner. I got to work late. I'll be in there. Make sure your homework done, da, 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 da. And now this child is like, man, you know, I wish that was my story. Why I got to live like this? This It's all hard. I don't want this to be. I want just like that. Now, mind you, that child doesn't know that just because you went over there and seen them doing TikToks, you don't know what in the world goes on when you leave. Like every everybody going to show you what they want to see and they got parts of their story that ain't they ain't going to tell. But at the same token, it does make it hard for that present parent because it's like man, and I'm going to tell you for me, like I said I'm real I'm real transparent. It hurt me because I was like I want to be there. And for me, I overcompensated for that absent parent. For that 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 you know, I overcompensated sometimes which actually caused blurred lines With my relationship with my kids, because allowing them to express because I'm like, well, they don't have their other parent and I know they feel some kind of way and this, that and another. Sometimes allowing them to express, they express too freely and they didn't realize it was my nurturing and my caring to make sure that they knew that they was valid building up their esteem for their abandonment. But sometimes that line was a little blurred where they thought they were my peer. I'm just gonna give it to you real, cause somebody needed to hear that. Somebody needed to know it's okay to check your kid and go. Listen, you can speak. What you say is valid. I understand what you're going through, but not to give into their emotions to the point that you put a blurred line there and now they think that you're they're your peers.
1: Yeah, you got. Them. You you have to check them because they're gonna they're gonna push back. Because remember, mm-hmm. you're you're raising little adults. So it's natural for them to push back they're pushing back on you so they learn how to push back in the world absolutely so you have you know you, you you have to find a way to check them and sometimes it's going to hurt you a little bit more than you want to but they're better off for it towards the end because you know, i mean i i work i was working a spot where some parents some kids are not checked and they just roam free woof. and woof. And, and the way there. the system
0: is right now, coach, like um, I said, I, I was an educator yeah. back in the day, but when I went back in the system for a minute and it was just like, like, oh, you know, you know, and I, you no, no diss or shade. It's just real what it is. It's just my out the box moments. It's my experience. It's like, you go back into the system that now is more concerned about their numbers, their funding, and really not the child. It's like, you know, we can't, we can't expel. We can't suspend. We can't reprimand. Oh, but well then I'm in the wrong system because, see, like you said, Coach Cameron, I gotta, I gotta teach these children how to live outside of the bubbles, outside of the box, because the world All is right. gonna be waiting for them. So I, I, I can't, I can't be soft, soft, soft stepping and eggshell walking on this yeah. kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So and that's, and that's
1: why I was, I was a little upset. Because my, my program shut down because obviously COVID happened in the funding. Wow. So. While you know, but when I had my group in practice, you know, I could speak to them a certain way. I mean, nothing ridiculous. Let's not. I'm not one of those coaches who's fine on the news.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. you could look life life lessons through basketball, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm not. I'm not happy with this. Well, you can't call your mother to play for you. So you absolutely. either gonna play like or you're not. <laughs> you know, what i saying? like that. But <laughs> like you can't. You can't. You can't send an email out to the principal because the other team is too big
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: either either you're gonna handle a situation in front of you you're gonna grow from it or you're not absolutely and and those are the life lessons that that's why i love athletics those are the life lessons that teaches you because you can't run you can't hide from it absolutely it's gonna show up that that test is gonna come up every time especially yeah especially team sports so that that test is gonna come up every time so you better be prepared for it um, now, and there was one thing you had said that I, I wanted to touch on real quick
0: mm-hmm, that
1: mm-hmm. you said that you you overcompensated trying to be both parents. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want, and I understand that. And I hear, you know, you read all the posts, oh, the mother and the father, happy father's day to the mothers and everything. No, you know?
0: no, I will look, not accept look, happy father's day. I, <laughs>
1: what I what I will say is this it's impossible to be both parents.
0: Absolutely.
1: I mean that's my feeling. People might come on and they may comment and be like, what are you talking about? But it's no, but you said some
0: powerful stuff. You're absolutely it.
1: right. It's impossible we weren't designed that
0: way. We weren't not, created not, and designed that way.
1: Exactly. It's impossible. Be absolutely. the best version of you because that's what your kid needs. Your kid don't need you to be two people. You don't not want so. them to be, you don't want them to be two people. So you need to be the example for them. Absolutely. Be who you are. Of your business and they will see it
0: that's good you'll, stuff now look you'll get a phone
1: call when when they're 25 years old mom i understand what you're saying i'm sorry
0: mm, well i'm look i'm i I'm, look I'm, I'm, I'm setting the top i'm setting the clock for that i'm just trying to tell you so as we wind down um
1: yeah.
0: like you said with so much going on in the world covid you know we got you know you ukraine and all that stuff let me just ask you this this quick question yeah. why why do you think a topic such as this is important for us right now.
1: Oh man, uh, I think <laughs> now, now more than ever, uh, especially with our children, we need to grab a hold of them quick. You know, the the rise of social media, social media is teaching our children. I hope everybody mm-hmm. knows that. And if you don't, if you don't grab everybody in the village and surround these children they're going to be lost you know they're they're, they they have a hard time they struggle social emotionally at school and then when they go home they they have nobody to talk to or they feel like they have nobody to talk to and then if there's divisiveness in the household the divisiveness between parents then that's what they see and that's what they know and that's what they expect and that's not how it's supposed to be
0: right right you know
1: um and we have to be mindful, we have to be mindful of that to to grab a hold and and touch them Look, look perfect example. Our current sixth grade class, no matter where you are in the world, our current sixth grade class, the last time they were in school was in fourth grade.
0: Wow. wow. I want
1: everybody to think about that. The last time they were in school, they were in fourth grade. In fourth grade, you learn if you're a competitive, non-competitive person. You learn how to work together in team sport. You learn that whining is not going to get you everything all the time. So they lose all of those values. They were home with their parents or parent by themselves, getting all the attention they wanted for two years without having to deal with anybody. Only to come back two years later, three and four and five, six inch taller, with fourth grade mindset, Mm. fourth grade fourth grade social emotional ability in a sixth grade body Mm. in a room with 30 other kids who have the same issue and we get upset at them because they don't know how to speak to each other they don't know how to speak to each other because they were not taught how plus the outside factors
0: and that's why I'm grateful for the coach Cameron Johnson's in the world Because every teacher, and I want to salute you again also for being a black male in the school system, because we need to see more of you. We need to see more of you because we don't see more of you in some of our homes. So I applaud you. I am grateful that you took the time to get out the box with me. I want you to know that you're more than welcome to come back for any topic you see fit. It was such a pleasure having a conversation with you, and um, I, I look forward to like sharing with you or, or, or getting on this podcast again and bringing Coach Cameron Johnson back to talk about some more stuff because I value the Black man. I value an educator. I value someone who is – I'm going to use a jargon term, and I don't like that – Who's woke? Who gets it? Who's who's not sleepwalking and understands the importance of our children and the importance of our, our our village? And just to wrap this up, I just wanted to share that you know sometimes absent parents want to be absent. I mean, let's just keep it one hundred. Keep it one hundred. Two hundred,
1: 400. <laughs> so
0: with that being said, we're gonna keep them absent. But for those parents who really want to be a part of their children's lives, and like you said, there are different reasons why you may not be, and um, uh, you know, outside of abuse or something legal or whatever the case may be, I just want to throw some things out here for solutions as to how that absent parent can make it great for the present parent, and you all can be a whole superhero family. One of the ones, like you said, Coach Johnson, was we got to have that communication. You gotta definitely communicate. And if you can't communicate with that person because it's so much tension, that other parent, how about put it in writing? Uh, grab a mediators or, you know, even get some agreed support. There may be a family member that, you know, it's like, listen, would you be the mediator between us or the support person for us in order for both people to be a part of this child's life so that they can be them, be, be heal and hold. Get to know your child will be another one. You know, like you said, Coach Cameron, sh- shoot that text out there. If they got their cell phone, hit them up on, you know, everybody got a Gmail, hit them up on, 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 um, the Google, uh, the Google app that the WhatsApp or whatever these apps, face yeah, or one of them. Yeah. The, the, yeah, they, they know that stuff more than we do. So hit them up. <laughs> and when I say get to know your child. Know what their colors are. Like if you're not physically around, know who that child is, know what they like, what they dislike, what their dreams are, what their goals are. That helps them with their esteem. That helps them even though you're not physically, they no longer feel abandoned because now you're a part of them. You understand what I'm saying? The other big piece I would say, Coach Coach Johnson, is the accountability for a child. You touched on that. Listen, don't let that child manipulate and go with two different stories. You're gonna say, listen, even if you don't, I'm not I'm not telling you to lie, parents, but you know, I'm just saying, be like, listen, I'm gonna check with your mother, or I'm gonna check with your father, or I'm gonna check with somebody who is gonna be able to say, This is not the story, or this is the story. So that person, that child is like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not gonna be able to play both sides to the middle. You understand what I'm saying? And I would say, lastly, this is really big that absent parent, support. that present parent beyond finances, beyond child support. Support that parent emotionally. Support that parent mentally. Support that parent and their decisions that you know are great decisions for that child so that they can be their best selves, okay? I would say that. I would say, Coach Johnson, I thank you again. For being out the box right. with impartation strategist Renee Ambush, Bush. And I thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you. And again, this is your invitation to come back. Do you have any final words for us?
1: Oh, well, I appreciate your energy. I appreciate you having me on um, and taking the time and taking a chance. Uh, this is my second interview.
0: Whoa, okay. On the
1: podcast. So, you know, I'm new to the podcast game. And... uh just trying to spread my message and help these parents out as much as I can uh, and help these children out because they need all of us. Like, no, the villager, like I take that, I take that very seriously. And they, they, they really need all of us. So uh, I don't know if anybody wants to reach out. It's uh, absolutely it's tell them where they can a- find you. They can find me. You can find me on a That's a Y E coach I'm actually starting a women empowerment series. Uh, new episodes are coming out. I usually drop episodes on Tuesday. And I want everybody to know, listen, this is all student driven. Uh, my students came to me. That I, I give them my podcast every week and they came to me. They said they wanted to do women empowerment. So guess what coach is doing? Coach is going to do women empowerment. So I got That's some I'm female guests on and matter of fact, you're going to get, you're going to hear from me too. Don't worry about it. I'm going to have, yeah. you come I'm letting you know you coming. Um, uh, but the kids, look, the kids, I got the guests, the kids come up with the questions and ask the guests. And my job is pretty much just to edit and put it out to the world for them and, uh, get that message. Parents are happy. I just, everybody, you know, everybody just needs a little help, a little guidance, a little understanding. Hopefully I can provide that for them. So, it's ayecoachcan.com go check it out subscribe I also got a little blog post on the bottom and I'm also on this app called wisdoms and wisdom app once in a while I jump on and you know I come up with different topics and anybody who wants to jump on and talk to me about different things I'm also open there as well that's on the website to check it out so
0: That's what I'm talking about. That's why I see. That's why I had Coach Cameron Johnson on here. And you always can find me at www.rebirthofrenee.com. Set up your your strategic appointments with me. Let me help you coach. I mean, let me coach you. And so I've done the work. I'm doing the work. And I want to help you do the work as well. All right. Now, Coach Cameron, you've been out the box with me. And we're going to go ahead and call that a wrap. I, y'all know who I am I'm rebirth Renee. I'm always out the box I'm going to stay out the box and now out the box is out Without the box.